You're listening to the Storyteller Series from The Salvation Army. For more information or to share your questions and comments, visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org. The Book of Acts, Chapter 20 When the uproar had ended, Paul sent for the disciples and, after encouraging them, said goodbye and set out for Macedonia. He traveled through that area, speaking many words of encouragement to the people, and finally arrived in Greece, where he stayed three months. Because some Jews had plotted against him just as he was about to sail for Syria, he decided to go back through Macedonia. He was accompanied by Timothy and other followers from the province of Asia. These men went on ahead and waited for us at Troas, but we sailed from Philippi after the festival of unleavened bread and five days later joined the others at Troas, where we stayed seven days. On the first day of the week, we came together to break bread. Paul spoke to the people and, because he intended to leave the next day, kept on talking until midnight. There were many lamps in the upstairs room where we were meeting. Seated in a window was a young man named Eutychus, who was sinking into a deep sleep as Paul talked on and on. When he was sound asleep, he fell to the ground from the third story and was picked up dead. Paul went down, threw himself on the young man, and put his arms around him. Don't be alarmed, he said. He's alive. Then he went upstairs again and broke bread and ate. After talking until daylight, he left. The people took the young man home alive and were greatly comforted. We went on ahead to the ship and sailed for Assos, where we were going to take Paul aboard. He had made this arrangement because he was going there on foot. When he met us at Assos, we took him aboard and went on to Mytilena. The next day we set sail from there and arrived off Chios. The day after that we crossed over to Samos and on the following day arrived at Miletus. Paul had decided to sail past Ephesus to avoid spending time in the province of Asia, for he was in a hurry to reach Jerusalem, if possible, by the day of Pentecost. From Miletus, Paul sent to Ephesus for the elders of the church. When they arrived, he said to them, You know how I lived the whole time I was with you, from the first day I came into the province of Asia. I served the Lord with great humility and with tears and in the midst of severe testing by the plots of my Jewish opponents. You know that I have not hesitated to preach anything that would be helpful to you, but have taught you publicly and from house to house. I have declared to both Jews and Greeks that they must turn to God in repentance and have faith in our Lord Jesus. And now, compelled by the Spirit, I am going to Jerusalem. Not knowing what will happen to me there, I only know that in every city the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships are facing me. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. Now I know that none of you among whom I have gone about preaching the kingdom will ever see me again. Therefore I declare to you today that I am innocent of the blood of any of you, for I have not hesitated to proclaim to you the whole will of God. Keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Be shepherds of the church of God, which he bought with his own blood. I know that after I leave, savage wolves will come in among you and will not spare the flock. Even from your own number, men will arise and distort the truth in order to draw away disciples after them. So be on your guard, 
Remember that for three years I have never stopped warning each of you night and day with tears. Now I commit to you, God, and the word of his grace, which can build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. I have not coveted anyone's silver or gold or clothing. You yourselves know that these hands of mine have supplied my own needs and the needs of my companions. In everything I did, I showed you that by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak. Remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. When Paul had finished speaking, he knelt down with all of them and prayed. They all wept as they embraced him and kissed him. What grieved them most was his statement that they would never see his face again. Then they accompanied him to the ship. So as we just heard in chapter 20, we're still with Paul. Uh, it's just finished the big riot and uproar that's happened. And he sends for the disciples and begins to encourage them as he sets out for Macedonia. And so he's going to travel in, in this chapter. And there are a number of things that are going to happen that's big. But one of the big points that I'm hearing um, is about Paul's passion and his conviction to preach the gospel no matter what. Um, and so I think that's very, very poignant for us to hear in these times. And one of the really interesting things about this chapter and the previous chapter is the this passionate preaching that you're talking about that we find described here uh, is described in a section of Acts in which we find, once again, the writer using the first person plural, we, to describe who the subject is. And so again, we can assume that Luke is placing himself uh, in the midst of the action here. Uh, and he starts that in uh, chapter 19. And I think this is reflected in the kinds of details that we get about their time in uh, Ephesus. For instance, in the previous chapter, um, Luke uses the word grammatus to refer to the secretary there. This is a very specific title to Ephesus, and he uses it correctly. This is not something that someone writing from a uh, place very distant from Exodus, from, uh, not Exodus, different testament, uh, from Ephesus, rather, something that they wouldn't have known to use uh, was this word grammatus, and yet he's using the correct term here. He also correctly refers to the the god Artemis um, with the, the proper article and the proper um, noun ending, which uh, was also very specific to this region, very unusual that uh, the god would be referred to with these specific words. And then lastly, I think the most amazing part of all of this for me at least, is what happens here in chapter 20 with the resurrection of Eutychus. When we read about this incredible event of Eutychus being raised from the dead, we're reading about it through Luke's very own eyes. He is there and witnessing this event happen. Uh, and so he's not relying on um, other sources for this. He is describing something that he has experienced. And I think the, the detail is even more vivid because of that. 
I agree. It's uh, it really, really is. Uh, it's so it's it's amazing to read of that, you know, read that and that miracle that is. And then you see as you go go on in the chapter, you see how uh, Paul speaks to the to the elders, the Ephesian elders, and uh, and he says to them down in verse 25 that that what he has what he's now proclaiming to them and he has proclaimed the gospel to them and then he says but none of you will see my face again and once i read that sentence i thought oh i better pay attention to what he's going to say now because this must be really important you know he knows that this is going to be his last time face to face with with them and he says many, many powerful things. And one of the things he says, verse 28, is pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. He really gives them some uh, incredible instructions on how to care for the church. I feel like this is a meaningful point to take on, especially within our body of believers in the Salvation Army being an itinerant um, ministry. Uh, we're coming to that time of year where many of us are going to be experiencing a change in our local leadership. And we are going to be saying goodbye. And even if um, your core officer or um, your divisional leadership is maybe not going far, there is still this sense of the what we've been experiencing together um, in the here and now, it's just never going to be the same again. And so I love how Paul takes his time and says like a very generous and intentional like farewell to um, the people that he has been with, knowing that it's just not going to come around again. Um, it speaks to me about the importance, um, not just for myself or for the church, but for all of us together to really um, share our um our grief, even our sorrow, but also choose to celebrate what God has done in our midst. It's important to take time for that and not rush through it because of the busyness of our lives or because of just the difficulty or the hardness with the processing feelings. But there, uh, Paul models for us an example that is really healthy uh, because he shows them how to um, leave well. And then I think for those that followed him, when it was time for them to move on or them to go off into ministry, they then knew how to say goodbye to one another and to be thankful and to celebrate what God had done in their midst. And we can learn from that, um, certainly this time of year in the Salvation Army, to celebrate what God has done um, in the season that we've had together um, and be expectant for what he has still got up his holy sleeve. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying this show, please share it with a friend. You can subscribe to the Storyteller series on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or your own favorite podcast store. For more information, visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org.